vriend van de show, de jongens van de Ghetto Blasters, in ieder geval uit uh, Etag, San Francisco of Los Angeles in ieder geval. Een tijdje geleden nog in de show gehad in ieder geval over een, uh, een, een doener later in de steeds. En deze sound is gewoon compleet populair. Um, hij brengt releases uit bij Dirty Bird onder andere. Net waar uh, met Alex Mason het eerder over hebben gehad. Misschien dat we Alex Cloud van Strook nog uh, zover kunnen krijgen om uh, hier te komen te draaien in de Scheveningen. Alright, so can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, hello, Jerome. I can hear you. Yes, What? cool, cool, cool. Uh, did I pronounce it well, Horatio? Uh, it's Horatio. It's like uh, uh, Hor- English. Horatio. Oh, now I remember how Carl Cox was pronouncing it in those videos. Yes. Um, welcome to the show, uh, Horatio. Uh, I, tr- I try to pr- uh, practice a bit more, of course. Yeah, and it's like in the English pronunciation, you know, Horatio is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, well, it, we are Dutch, of course. So um, we, <laughs> we are with our English language. We think we can uh, speak it very well, but normally it is a bit. Um, we say we 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 call Dengels. <laughs> <laughs> You're based in Romania, is it right? Yes. Yes. Well, in winter time, I'm based in Romania, and in summertime, I go to Ibiza because. That, that is the mecca, you know. The, the mecca of the dance scene, of course. Yeah, uh, how yeah. was the, the, the scene at the moment doing in Romania and how's the Ibiza going uh, at the moment? Well, in Romania, it's, everything is frozen, you know. Nothing, they, are, they can't do any events, they can't do any open airs, uh, they um, del- uh, how is it, postponed all the major festivals for the next year. So, yeah. So everything is, is just delayed, how we say it. How, how, what is your story that you became a producer into house music, to dance music? When, when did yeah. it start for you? Well, it started a long time ago, you know, like in 1999. Because um, I was very young and I was carrying the DJ bags and I listening all the CDs. And uh, the, uh, in that period the Romanian DJs were complaining that they didn't have extended version over the tracks, you know? Yeah. So, I and uh, it blew my mind. I had a light bulb, you know, and um, I started to do extended versions from for my friends, which were DJs, you know? Yeah. And said, hey, this guy is very talented. Let's bring him to the club to play music. Okay, so I started to play music and uh, obviously I had the extended versions. <laughs> <laughs> which were more easier to mix and um, everything I can say it really skyrocketed you know it was like a 15 year uh, non-stop rising you know non-stop uh, rising to the next level you know working hard doing more production doing more stuff but basically it started from doing extended version from the for the DJs, you know. Yeah, but what what kind of music was it? Was Madonna or Michael Jackson, or what already did you you played the underground house sounds? In that period, it was like um, a little bit of Euro dance, trance. Yeah, and uh, they were the first progressive songs, you know, the first because they were like uh, progressive songs. Which uh, uh, let me explain the situation in Romania. Uh, you know, it was the communist regime, and we were very close down with everything so we did not have sources for music everything was really hard to obtain from the musical point of view you know even to buy music we had to go to hungary (laughs) and buy buy them from there and bring them to romania imagine that 
My God, what sounds like it is illegal stuff, man. Yes, oh. not uh, really legal because we were buying them from the legal stores because there were no legal stores in Romania to buy uh, them. Oh my God, respect, yes. respect. Continue. Yeah. And do you remember Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando when he was carrying those big bags? <laughs> I was like that, I was feeling like Schwarzenegger, you know? Oh god. from the 1990s uh, that was you already mentioned that with Eurodance you're playing you're making edits wasn't it like, like remixes or what is the difference between edits and remixes for you? Yeah well well, I consider edits unofficial remixes you know Okay the, the, Yeah so from my point of view you edit a track if you want to go and release it you go to the artist or the label that owns the rights and uh, you ask them the permission or you show them your project and if they are interested to, to, to sign it. And uh, basically it was unofficial, you know, from 1999 to 2005, it was unofficial. So I, I did like, it was like a process of learning, you know, I, I learned the craft of making music. Nice. So I, and when I thought that I was ready, I, I did three tracks and I sent them as demo to 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 Monique Music to Mihalis Safras and Mihalis was really into the Romanian scene mm-hmm. because in 2005 it, it it already started to blue you know we we started to book international DJs more uh, we had um, how is it our own DJs started to go internationally and uh, it really started to evolve the the whole scene from Romania And from that point forward, it took me like another four years, you know, until 2009 to to have a breakthrough. So I still worked, I still improved my sound until I did the, the, the Sing With Swing song mm-hmm. that you liked it so much. And uh, Sing With Swing went 
on the seventh place on Beatport Top 100 general, and for me was like really big. You know, imagine a small producer from a Eastern European country to have like a top 10 song. Yeah, that was on the, on the label of Steve Lawler, if I remember, Fever Music. And much to my, I can, I can, I have a very good um, story around it because I shown that project to all the major Romanian DJs, and none of them wanted to play them, play it, or or even sign it because they considered mostly a bootleg or a bad track or that kind of thing. And I never understood why. And uh, then I said, okay. Since you guys don't want it, let's send it to other labels, you know? And uh, Mihalis told me, hey Horatio, maybe you should send this to Viva Music because this is the sound that is really cutting edge. It's really breakthrough. And I, I, I followed his, his advice, you know, and I signed it, I sent it to Viva Music. Uh, Steve, uh, like, played it, like, for three months. He went to Ibiza, he started to play, uh, and it really... It really gathered, you know, people were singing on the song and it was really catchy and was a little bit ahead of the electro swing revolution, you know, and that song Pam Pam Americano and that kind of stuff was a little bit ahead of that, you know. on the phone uh, was talking about his album what he's going to release uh, this coming Monday if um, we check out your, your what you recommend from with the edits from the late 90s um, making music or edit music that was not really good for enough for the clubs and coming out with this kind of sound what what, what how did you develop your sound till you came up with to be on a playlist of, of Steve Lawler and, and Carl Cox well um, it was like a slow evolution, you know. When I started, the tech house was rising, you know, and uh, I had this breakthrough with, with Sing With Swing, and then I started to do more tech house stuff. I did another EP called Ramayana as well. It was really uh, well received, and uh, from that point forward, I knew that um, I'm on something. I did not know in that moment that I was on something, but I, <laughs> on what I was, but I was on something. And I started to slowly evolve, you know, with the sound. And then I started slowly to see that the tech house was going on a very different direction. And I always tried to maintain to sound as much underground as it is possible without losing the quality of the songs, you know, mm -hmm. what I'm speaking about? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, trying to be as much underground without. And slowly I evolved from a more tech house to a more tech house groovier, then a more tech house with techno twist, and then techno, and then techno with tribal stuff. So, and uh, evolving 
through this sound, um, I entered in the playlist of the DJs, you know, because when I did, for example, a song which was like a cross-genre between tech house, techno and tribal, it really helped to be to, for the exposure, you know, I, I had a big exposure on it because the techno guys were was playing them, the tech house guys, the also the the guys which were playing cross-genre stuff and this i think this this is the key of success to to reach with your song the as many people as you can and uh, you can keep the quality of your music on the highest level possible you know with yeah. keeping your, that i think that's that's the key on the phone about his album how did you manage to be in touch with the record labels how did you manage that because it's for for the most producers not really easy to get feedback yeah. about the tracks well uh, I w- 
I was very active on internet, you know, I was searching information about uh, the record labels, about contacts, uh, it was like a non-stop thing. And um, when I started to, for example, when I started um, to, to search for more contacts, um, how, I can tell you that it wasn't easy, it was really hard. But uh, creating good music, it really helped me, you know, because if a record label sees your back catalog and uh, if the songs are really good, they will sure uh, pay attention to your demos, you know. And uh, I think the most important thing is how you, uh, how you present yourself. Okay, I'm Horatio, these are my demos. These are the producers that, or the big DJs that are played, have played my music. You know, it's really important how you uh, how you present yourself to the to the record labels, because in these days it's very easy to find the contacts on internet, but it's harder to present yourself in a professional way so that they can listen your demos and sign them. You know, no matter how good or bad they are. <laughs> how, how many how many tracks do you do you include on such a matter doing DJ or a label? Usually, I don't send more than two, maybe four tracks. I don't I don't like to send like massive tracks because uh, you you have to synthesize the the quality of your songs. Uh, I have this um, how to say vision or I have this uh, creed that uh, you have to bring out to the people the best that you do. You don't have to do, you know, like uh, a lot of songs and they are all bullshit or medium quality uh, and only one is really good. No, if you are releasing, release 20 songs, all really good and the people will really be into them, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the this this is the problem today, is the lack of the quality of the content that the labels are receiving. We'll be right back. 
Yeah. Horatio, this Monday it will be released your your album on your own label, if I'm correct. What are the reactions so far from it? Well, I must say the reactions are incredible because Carl Cox played almost all of them. Um, Solardo played them. Um, Danny Tenalia played them. No, was for for me was like amazing because um, if you have the validation of the big DJs, then you you know that your music has the quality to be released. What is your favorite one from from the from the album? Well, my favorite one. <laughs> My favorite one is uh, the passion track because it has like a, it has like a really good story from it. Um, uh, well, I was visiting, you know, when you are traveling between airports, and uh, there was this preacher that was preaching in the in the airport to a bunch of kids, and I recorded that audio because I liked him, I liked it a lot, and I went to him and I said. Excuse me, can I use your preaching because I love what you are doing and to use it to make a song? And if and his answer, I was expecting he would tell no, 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 no. But he was really open-minded and said, yes, yeah, sure. I want my message to 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 go to everybody, you know. And I said, okay, it's no problem. I can give you credits. No, 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 it's not necessary. If if the song is positive and uh, it's spreading love, you know, and positive energy, then it's okay. And I took that audio sample and created like a whole song around it with pianos, with techno, and uh, it really, um, how do you say, it really shines a positive energy on everybody. And Carcox uh, said this is one fucking amazing song. Uh, Danny Tenalia said, uh, Solardo said. So, so everybody's feeling a positive energy around it. If you get what I, what I'm saying. This is Dave Angel and you're locked, loaded and listening to Club Madness. Yourself in a position or in a place 
said when you thought that you had arrived just to get back where you started and find out that everything is gone. The joy that you used to have is gone. The, the peace that you used to have is gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything that you used to have is gone. And it was the things that was dear to you. Somebody say dear, dear. And the Bible says, after that happens, now these are strong men, men of warriors. They begin to cry and they begin to weep. But after they got through crying, they got to blame somebody. Don't that sound just like us sometimes? We got to find a reason to put the fault on somebody else. Um, what can we expect from you for the next couple of months? Because you have been in the studio, of course, because the COVID-19, everyone is um, just staying home at the moment or be in the studio. Yeah, yeah. What can I we expect from you? I, basically, I have each month one EP out. I have, uh, so is the album out uh, Monday. And next month is the first single from the album, which features some amazing remixes from Jono and Gibson, from Futech, from... Uh, Um, face off so I have some really really I have a really strong package in that one and in in uh, August I have a, a huge one it's called something from Laden on Lucky Life Ibiza they are my Ibiza family I love them they are amazing group big shout out to Mike and Ben they are just amazing and in September I have a new stealth which is called Everybody Loves and is a song that is weighted by everybody for all, more than one year. <laughs> Me, means, really means we need to stay in touch, of course. <laughs> yes, yes, it's really big. And when I say it's really big, it's really big because Carl Cox played it at the ED, EDC in Mexico and it really blown everybody away, you know. And uh, I have also stacked in in um, in October. Yes, in October I have already another EP on my own label, and then in November I have on Under the Radar, and in December I have on Showdown again one one EP. You know, one more single with remixes, which is currently in works. Nice. Because we want to do it in an old school old school way. You know, when you have an album, then you launch each EP with remixes you know like maxi singles yeah lps yeah and uh, that's uh, that's how we want to do it a bit more returning to our original form you know yes all right your thank you very much for your time and we stay in touch of course because Absolutely. this is massive what you were just represents yeah yeah thank you very